You're listening to What's the Rumpus? Shh. Geeks in progress. Her webpage is whatstherumpuspodcast.com where you can listen to episodes or join in the off-air discussion in the forums. Our theme music is Better Nation by Curious Hands, which can be found at podsafeaudio.com. Submit and vote for stories at whatstherumpus.reddit.com. That's R-E-D-D-I-T dot com. Welcome to another episode of What's the Rumpus. I'm Adrian Hanna. I'm James Barnett. Hello. That's it. <laughs> That's it for this week. Ponky's moving, so we'll, we'll cut him a break. Moving is lame. Yeah, it sucks. So, oh, so the uh, you go first. Uh, the date is is set. Um, basement Basement Cats Three is uh, going to be on January 11th at 4 p.m. In the basement of the Alpha Kappa Psi House in Houghton, Michigan. That is a lie. It is on February 11th. Oh, but, yeah, February. My bad. Yeah. I did that in an email the other day, too. <laughs> so, yeah, fe- February 11th at 4 p.m. We will be uh, broadcasting um, live for everybody that wants to show up, which will be five people. So we'll <laughs> see you five people there. I won't be able to make it. Belle's coming down to Texas that weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's cool. So she won't be up in Houghton, but um, good times will be had by all, north and south. Yes, indeed. Okay, so first story, and this is the big one for this week. Uh, Mega Upload was uh, taken down by the uh, a group of federal agencies. Um the uh, this 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 happened only uh, like hours after uh, the um, was it the internet blackout happened or was it it was I mean it was right after uh, I think it was right after uh, Congress had had uh, tabled SOPA for an indeterminate amount of time yeah and all of a sudden uh, the Department of Justice the uh, FBI and a couple other groups in uh, conjunction went out and shut down the site and made actually made some arrests and uh and uh they issued 20 search warrants uh all over the world now the best part about this story to me anyways is they they went and they arrested four people um that were linked to mega upload in new zealand one of which was uh the the, i think he's the ceo of mega upload kim.com yeah (laughs) and uh it's such a moron (laughs) The guy Kim.com had apparently had uh, the ultimate paranoid mansion. He had several uh, panic rooms in his in his mansion and like fake doors and secret passages and shit. So when they raided his house, he took off running and they couldn't find him. And they eventually found him, and he was inside of this super crazy panic room. And they ended up having to bring in a saw to cut through the steel wall <laughs> to actually get get him out. And it was something like like an eight hour ordeal. Yeah, and he's just sitting in there the entire time, like he knows he's gonna get caught, and he's sitting in there with a sawed off shotgun. Like, yeah. <laughs> what an idiot! Like he's just making things worse for himself. Yeah, he knows he's gonna get caught. He might as well not get the resisting arrest charge because if the 
the piracy, uh, you know, charges get dropped or they appeal it or whatever. You know, at least he doesn't have that going for him. And now right. he's pretty much screwed. Yeah. Now, he, trying- now if they do any kind of appeal or they drop the charges or whatever, um, well, even if they do an appeal or, or you know, there's a lengthy trial or anything, he's not going to be able to post bail because that uh, he, he'll be a f- considered a flight risk, which means he's going to spend a long time in jail. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, uh, <laughs> they also confiscated a bunch of his shit. I'm trying to find it. And uh, basically, like, he had, like, 20-some cars or something like that. Yeah. And uh, he's got a ton of vanity plates, and some of them are really awesome, like... Oh, it's not loading. Oh, goddamn advertisements. Uh, no, I can't find it. But I don't know. He has like all these vanity plates. One of them's like Vader. Another one's like hacked, and another one's stoned. And <laughs> <laughs> he's just—he's a moron. Yeah. Well, what they were saying is the, uh, or what, what from what I've been reading and whatever, the the four people that they arrested were all like the four you know big wigs at Mega Upload, and these guys have been making hand over are making money hand over fist for years. It's like it's like they've been spending money dot com style. Uh, like 2000 era dot com style right before yeah. the, the 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 dot bomb if you will um <laughs> they, they they started spending money like those guys and then just never quit and so that's what they do they've got these big ass houses and all these cars and they're buying like like you know one of a kind cars that are that you only see at like car shows and uh, you know, just crazy shit like that. I mean, for fuck's sake, Kim.com changed his name, <laughs> his last name to dot com. Yeah. I wonder if he's any relation to dot com from 30 Rock. That was my thought, too. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers from another mother. Uh-huh. The uh, I, I do have a question on this, though. Like, technically, isn't Mega Upload just a service for uploading files? Like, how can they bust them for piracy? Um. The the way the way that I'm I'm thinking that that they're that they're getting them for this is I you know because like every other site there because there's tons of sites that are just like Mega Upload that are you know it's just hey you can use our site and you can dump crap on our server and then mm-hmm. other people can can download it from us instead of you having to host it yourself and um, the reason that and and so you know if there's any copyright infringement going on there you just say oh we had no idea that this was going on well i think what uh what they're saying is that they're that they knew that this kind of thing was going on and they actually like catered to these people like they they would add features i've never used mega upload so i don't know how it works like any of the the feature set or anything mm-hmm. but they're that from what i've been reading it's it's like they they they're using you know certain things about the way that they conducted their business uh, as evidence that they knew exactly what was going on on their site. And I see. And so it was, so they were, um, I can't think of the word for it, but basically they were conspiring with the copyright infringers to okay. infringe on copyrights. That makes sense. I mean, it's obvious what it was used for, but you would always see stuff like that. It would, you know, this people would upload stuff, and uh, it would be down like within a day, saying it was a copyright infringement, just like it is on YouTube or whatever. So I figured that would be enough, and they'd be legally fine. But apparently, the MPA wanted to show that they had some pull, so they took them right. down. Well, so the uh, um, the aftermath of this is. Uh, within hours of them announcing that they had made these arrests and taken down Mega Upload, 
um, all of a sudden the uh, Department of Justice and uh, Universal Media or Universal Music Group's websites went down. And then shortly after that, the FBI's website went down. And then uh, the RIAA and the MPAA websites went down. And then suddenly the uh, Warner Music Group website went down. And then uh, Anonymous popped up and said, hey, guys, remember us? <laughs> we don't think that it's very good that you guys took down Mega Upload and we think it's bullshit and this is how we feel about it. And so they uh, Anonymous has been has has claimed that they have been taking down these sites and that they're going to make it uh, their mission now to make sure that these people feel that what are well aware of the fact that that Anonymous is not happy with them for for taking down Mega Upload. And also, they're they're working on uh, a campaign to uh, uh, basically uh, besmirch the names of all the uh, um, the congressmen who uh, were in support of uh, SOPA and PIPA. So there there were I, I was reading something about it, and it's something they're going to use like an SEO campaign to make sure that if you Google like a congressman's name, like the first thing that pops up is a website talking about how they were in support of SOPA or PIPA. That is awesome. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. And I, this is not really related to the story except for the whole Sopa Pippa thing. But uh, um, I saw a, a graphic the other day after the uh, the big internet blackout on Wednesday, which is something that we should talk about even though it didn't come up in the stories. Um, so we'll talk about that after this. But uh, um, after that big blackout, um, I saw in uh, it was an infographic of uh, – of, uh, the house, I believe it was the House of Representatives, and it showed uh, the um, all the it showed a the little a little picture of all the senators that uh, that were in support of SOPA and against SOPA prior to uh, um, prior to the blackout. You know, as of as of Tuesday, and then as of Thursday, it showed another graphic of it, and it had basically flip flopped. It was like. Uh, six, like two thirds of, of the uh, of the people were in support of SOPA and a third were against SOPA, and then the next day it was two thirds were against it and one third was for it, and that's only <laughs> the, the people that were, that were publicly you know saying that they were either for it or against it. It's not counting anybody who was just obviously who yeah. hadn't said anything about it yet. Yeah. No, that's really cool. I, I knew that a bunch of people flip flop, but I didn't know it was that big. Yeah, it was pretty drastic. So it just sucks that it takes that much effort on a part of you know practically the entire internet to get you know these politicians to quote unquote change their mind. Yeah, it's a pain. Yeah. So I just I actually just thought of something um, because because of the okay so so the internet blackout that happened on on Wednesday was basically uh, let's see Reddit Wikipedia. Uh, Google to an extent, mm-hmm. um, and there were some other sites too that that participated in either a uh, partial blackout uh, to raise awareness or a full-on blackout of their website to raise awareness of this is what the internet would be like if SOPA were enacted. So Wikipedia, if you tried to go to any Wikipedia page, the, the page would show up for about a second and then it would go black. And it would talk about SOPA and how you should, you know, educate yourselves and get a um, contact your congressman, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the funny thing about Wikipedia is there were two pages that actually worked on the English language site, and that was the uh, the the article for SOPA and the article for PIPA. Everything else was blacked out. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. Did you see the uh, the Twitter account that was started called Herpderpedia? No. Nope. And it was basically a bunch of like people who aren't really technically savvy bitching about Wikipedia being down. And, OMG, I have a paper due in an hour and I can't get on <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> awesome. This is the stupidest thing ever. And, like, I... It just, I don't know. That was ridiculous. Like, people don't get it at all. Yeah. And, and then it just turned in, like, CNN was even broadcasting stories about how to get around the um, the blackout and stuff. And that's stupid. You're, you're totally defeating the point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, NPR all day was talking about SOPA. So they would talk to, you know, somebody from one side and then somebody from the other side. And then they'd talk to two people, one from each side, and let, just let them argue for a, a half an hour. <laughs> and then they'd talk about this aspect of it and that aspect of it. And uh, at one point I was driving my car, I was listening because that's actually the only time I ever listen to NPR. Um <laughs> And uh, the host of whatever show he was listening to was was just giving like this ultimate smackdown to this supporter of of SOPA. So they're talking to this lady and this lady's like, well, SOPA's great and it does this and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, how can you say that? Because this and blah, blah, blah. And you're stupid. Da, da, da. And it was just <laughs> like, wow, this she's she's not getting a word in edgewise. And then he makes like two or three salient points and then asks her a question. And then she stumbles and stutters and hems and haws. And he's just like, nope, screw you. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Good times. Um, but anyway, so the thing that I just thought of is uh, I just saw saw this video on YouTube, I think, yesterday. Um, and it's called Star Wars Uncut Director's Cut. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen it yet or not. but I've it, seen the title. Yeah. Okay. So basically what this is, is I, I'm not sure exactly how, how it went down because all I've seen is the video, but I can only guess as to how it came about. Just basically somebody said, hey, you know, it'd be really cool is if we could remake Star Wars. And so they basically got everybody on the internet that was willing to remake uh, scenes from uh, Star Wars Episode Four. And then they just took all these submissions and then uh, pieced it all back together. So it's all like really original. Like there's some some uh, animated stuff, and then there's like uh, computer graphics, like rendered stuff. And then I think there was a part of it that was done all in Minecraft. Um, and then there's stuff where it's like act like people acting out parts of the scenes, and you know like. And there's there's stuff and it ranges from from, you know, being super serious and and trying to make it as close to the original as possible all the way to completely ridiculous. We have no budget, so let's make it as funny as possible. (laughs) Like, you know, the C-3PO that's the dude wrapped in uh, gold tinfoil with two eye holes poked (laughs) out. Uh, I just found the video. Yeah. And so it's 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 a good two hours long and it's and it's it's Star Wars almost frame for frame just and done really well by, you know, basically a crowdsourced version of Star Wars. Now, if SOPA were in 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 effect, um, uh, all of those people would probably get uh, charged with felonies. The video would have gotten taken down. YouTube would have gone down. Um, any site that linked to, to YouTube and specifically that video would have been taken offline uh, and on and on and on. And it just, you know, and so so it's just like the perfect example of, you know, how this bill actually like stifles innovation and creativity because that's a genius idea. And it's so far from being the original thing you know it's not like i'm like i'm gonna be sitting here and i'm gonna be like you know 
I have Star Wars Episode Four on DVD sitting right in front of me. Or I could go to YouTube and watch this hacked up version of it. Nah, I think I'm going to watch the hacked up version of it. You know? <laughs> or, or well, I could go to the store and buy Episode Four, or I could just watch this stupid version of it. Nope, I'm not going to buy it. Ha ha! Screw you, George Lucas. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> and somebody else was talking. About, I don't remember who it was, but they were talking about how like uh, you know if you just give people a legitimate means of accessing this content, then you don't have to put all these this piracy crap in place because uh, like look at Steam, like a bunch of people who used to be piraters now get all their stuff from Steam legitimately because it's easy. You just pay the ten bucks or whatever uh-huh. and you download it instantly to your computer and you have access to it and it's yours forever. It's you don't forever. have to go to the store or wait for it to ship or anything like that. And it just proves that people want access to stuff in a means that's easy and right now pirating is the best way. If they could implement a uh, you know like basically a legal BitTorrent where you buy stuff and then download it i'm sure it would be successful yeah well yeah that and you know it's got to be it's got to be reasonably priced yeah yeah i mean right now dvd blu-rays are like 25 bucks a piece that's really kind of ridiculous when you've already paid 25 bucks to go see it in the theater yeah it i mean it's it's kind of ridiculous but at the same time that's that's still within reason you know i would pay 20 25 dollars for a dvd as long as it was either a really good movie or it had a lot of extra content or both you know especially if it was both I mean, if, if you got like, you know, and that's, that's something that I always find disappointing when I get a DVD and I'm like, yeah, I got the DVD. I get to see all the behind the scenes crap and, you know, the documentary, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, all that stuff. And then you pop the disc in and your, your choices are watch the movie or scene selection. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Was a, that was always a big problem for me with uh, Netflix because a lot of times I would uh, – get a dvd specifically because i wanted the dvd i've seen the movie i think the movie's great i want the dvd so i can actually see like what kind of cool content they have on the disc you get the dvd and you put it in and there's nothing on there it's like Mm -hmm. this is worthless yeah (laughs) that was a waste of three days waiting for this thing to get here (laughs) you know it it we're spoiled now though because it used to be you know you just get a vhs and you know, you watch it and then you have to rewind it. Spend 15 minutes rewinding <laughs> it before you want to watch it again. <laughs> and now, if there's not baller ass uh, extra features, everybody's like, "This is a stupid waste of money." Technology is awesome. Yeah, I agree. And yet, we still don't have flying cars. <laughs> nope. Because if we had flying cars, we could fly to the moon. Segway. <laughs> What makes you say that? <laughs> because Russia is currently in talks with NASA and the uh, European Space Agency to create a permanent base on the moon. I ha- I heard the, the headline, but I haven't read anything on this. Give me details. Um, well, basically, right now it's just talks. Um, they uh, w- because. Uh, They've recently found evidence of there being water or having been water at some point on the moon. And so it's spiked a bunch of uh, uh, scientific interest in going to the moon and doing some more exploration to see if there is actually water on the moon or, you know, what happened and why there isn't water on the moon anymore and and all of that kind of stuff. Um, And so... Uh, Russia decided that they want to build a base and they would like it if NASA and the ESA would get uh, would would be involved. So 
Um, so there's this whole uh, there, there this whole talks going on to figure out how exactly to do it, which shouldn't take much because that was you know one of the big things from back during the Cold War that you know this whole space race between the USA and Russia. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, the Soviet Union and the Soviet Union, you know, trying to get to the moon first and then us trying to get to the moon first. And, you know, OK, well, who's going to take over the moon? You know, first person <laughs> there with a with a moon base wins. And uh, so I'm sure that there are plans from back in like the 50s or 60s that uh, on how to uh, settle the moon, how to get a permanent base up there. And now with modern technology, we'll make it a lot easier. Um, yeah, we could totally pull it off. They should talk to Google because, you know, <laughs> back in the day, Google was talking about having a moon base. I think a moon base would be awesome. They, space travel is the like the biggest letdown ever. It's like, yeah, we spent all this money getting to the moon in the 60s or 70s. What was the 60s we landed there? Yeah. And then we haven't been back in like 30, 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, well, we did that. Now, now what are we going to do? Let's yeah. send probes to Mars. <laughs> We're not even going to send people there yet. Wasn't NASA talking about building like a robot run moon base or something like that? Probably. They weren't going to send people. It was just all going to be robots, and they were going to like build it themselves. And then they were going to use the, what they found from that to build an actual moon base for humans. But it was like 2050 was when they were supposed to get anything done with it. I don't know. Well, what they're saying now with this uh, with this project is that um, they're speculating that it'll be around the, around 2030 that they actually get around to doing it. So okay. it's still going to be a while, but. Uh, Yay for yay for moon base. Yeah, I want to go. Uh, see, I remember when I was a kid and and reading books about stuff like this, and always thought it was so cool. And you know, they're like they're like in the near future, you're going to be able to take a nice quick flight to the moon, like just like you would tra- travel across the ocean. Now, if you go to a moon base, you'll be able to swim in three dimension a three dimensional pool that floats in the air. <laughs> and I always thought that was that was like the coolest thing ever was to being able to go and there be a sphere of water just floating in the middle of a room and uh-huh. you just jump up and into the water and then you swim around and it doesn't matter where you come out because there's no matter which direction you go you're going to end up coming out of the water anyways <laughs> yeah, sorry. but but if you really think about it that's kind of pointless anyways because you know what's the point of floating in water when you can float in the air exactly I just want to do it in zero gravity. That's <laughs> my life goal. <laughs> Damn you, Moonraker, for making me think about weightless sex. <laughs> I don't think that segues into the next story. No, not at all. <laughs> so let's just move right into it. Okay. Okay, so the U.S. is losing high-tech jobs um, to Asia, um, which actually is not really that surprising, but uh, apparently... Um, this year, research and development expenditures by companies in the U.S. has dropped from like – okay. So I should say that that uh, it used – as of uh, 1999, the U.S. made up 38% of the R- R&D expenditures in the world. And now uh, as of 2009, we're down to 31%. So we lost 7%. And uh, meanwhile, in the same time frame, Asia has gone from uh, 24% of the share to 35% of the share. So they've made up 9% of uh, or a 9% growth. So somebody else was losing out too. But uh, 
It looks like uh, in the near future, if you're going to be wanting to wor- work in uh, research research and development, you should also be learning Mandarin. <laughs> yeah. That sucks, too, because I don't know. I don't know why they do it over there. Is it cheaper? Is it, like, just smarter people? or? Uh, you know, I, I don't really know. Um, I know that, that it's, it's like, labor over there is cheaper, and that's why a lot of manufacturing goes over there. Yeah. Um, but I don't know about uh, research and development. They must have, like, really lax laws and regulations on that kind of thing over there. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Plus, you know, the China's actually starting to swing into being a full-blown power, superpower in the world, which means that they've probably got some serious cash to throw down on things. Yeah, you mean our our personal loan department, yeah. finance department, <laughs> Bank of America. Yeah, I mean, wait, that's somebody else. <laughs> yeah, there's not really much to talk about with that. I just thought it was interesting that lots of uh, lots of jobs are moving over there, which. It doesn't really surprise me. I mean, you know, as time goes by, we're getting to become more of a global situation anyways. So, mm-hmm. you know, why wouldn't things move around like that? Yeah. So, Well, I mean, the the thought was, well, the way it's been for the last decade or so is, you know, the, the R&D jobs or the, the engineering jobs are in the U.S. while all the, you know, like tech support and help desk and all that stuff, call centers are in the low labor com- uh, countries. But now that it's sounds like it's changing again we'll see how things are in the next 10 years yeah so all of those people over the last 10 years 10 20 years that have been complaining about their jobs being taken away from from them from by uh by those damn foreigners they're gonna get all their jobs back and then you know all of us that have the technical jobs we're gonna be out of our jobs or moving they took our derbs <laughs> they took our derbs <laughs> I can't wait to say that. <laughs> <I'm 40. laughs> that'll be that'll be a great day. Not no. So Google has more more problems than just the uh, Google Kenyan thing that we talked about, <laughs> um, and apparently it's from the same people. Um, I don't know if you if you caught this or not, but uh, basically the uh, the 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 culprits for okay so. They're having problems with their OpenStreetMap project, um, which is basically uh, the Wikipedia of maps. So basically, anybody can go into OpenStreetMap and edit it and say, no, this is wrong. This street's actually one way or, oh, this business isn't actually there. It's two two streets over or okay. that kind of thing. Um, apparently, they had some issues where they had uh, a couple of people that they tracked back to India that had gone in and just caused some general chaos in the OpenStreetMap uh, database. So they're going in and you know making all the streets go one way, deleting businesses, uh, adding fake businesses, deleting roads, th- that sort of thing. Just you know, general garbage that that is a nuisance if you're using the system. Yeah. Um, and uh, it turns out that the the people that are behind it, the two people that were making these changes were contractors uh, for Google, and uh, they were also the uh, the pe- the culprits of uh, the the telephone directory listing scam with the uh, Kenyan business Mocality that we talked about like last week, I think it was. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so these guys are, are the same guys that were calling all the businesses and saying that Mocality was part of Google and that they should switch their business and also pay more money, etc., so etc. These guys were basically just being assholes all over the place in yep. the name of Google? Yep. That is ridiculous. Yep. So, and... and I, I I read through the story a couple of times trying to figure out like what they were trying to do, like what what the agenda was, but I couldn't find anything. So I mean, I think it, it was something about like they were estimating or not estimating, but they were guessing that that these guys were uh, doing this because apparently there's a lot of people that are against OpenStreetMap, and so they keep there's a lot of people involved with OpenStreetMap that do this sort of thing where they just go in and corrupt data and and screw things up and mm-hmm. it's just to make things more difficult. And actually, uh, a fair few people that are actually part of the OpenStreetMap project have either quit the project or gone on long vacations because of the 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 level of stress involved with it because it it's like you're constantly battling uh uphill against these people that are going in and trying to mess with the data to just to screw with it yeah i figured that's got to be a little worse than keeping it intact on like wikipedia because this is kind of stuff that's sort of set in stone it doesn't change as fast as information on wikipedia might right uh, I mean, you know, with Wikipedia, they always have assholes going in there saying that, like, uh, you know, Barack Obama was born outside the U.S. and I don't know. And (laughs) he's a clown in his past life or something. John Cusack uh, is a thousand years old. Yeah. (laughs) Who does that? I don't know. Some assholes on the Internet, I'm sure. But yeah, I just I think this would probably be harder to manage, and it's something they don't actually use the OpenStreetMap data for like their like Google Maps, do they? Uh, no, okay. no, it's a separate project. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's probably smart. Yes, indeed. And oh, and for the record, it was one thousand nine years old. John Cusack was one thousand nine <laughs> years old as of two thousand nine. Because <laughs> I have a picture of it. <laughs> Uh, okay uh new york city is getting a software engineering high school what i want to go yeah totally the first thing this made reminded me of was uh when i was in high school when i was a junior in high school we went my parents and i went on spring break to texas to visit my aunt and uncle and my cousins and uh, I found out that uh, the high school that my cousin went to had this really, really comprehensive uh, computer science department. So they ha- actually had like a lot of programming classes and really cool like development type courses and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember frantically trying to convince my parents to let me move to Texas for my senior year so that I could take <laughs> all CS classes. Um, obviously, that's not what I did. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's the first thing I thought of it. I thought, of, and and I've always thought that that was a really cool idea. You know, get people involved with you know what they want to do in college a little earlier so that they know. Because I know when I when I started when I started college, there was some. They said something like there was uh, it, it, every every uh, freshman class 
they assume there's going to be a 60% dropout rate. Mm-hmm. At least at, at, at tech they did for, for CS because people come in and, and they don't really understand what they're getting in, involved with with, uh, with computer science. So, yeah. so they come in and they go, what the hell am I doing here? And then they either drop out or switch majors to, to something else. And uh and I, th- I think this would be good, especially since, you know, it gives it gives you a little bit of an edge, you know, once you get out in, you know, even after college, you know, because you, you're you're a step ahead when you get to college. So you're you you leave college being better prepared and knowing a lot more and understanding things a lot better. I think if you did this. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I, I think it's I think it's a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, so let's see. They um, one of the things is that it's a uh, it's an unscreened school, which means that they you it your grades don't determine. I mean, you don't have to have like a certain certain grade point average to transfer into the school. It's just if you want to go, it's first come first serve basically. Damn. Or or I'm sure that at some point they'll set up some kind of lottery. So it's like, oh, we have 12 slots for the next school year. Let's uh, let's see who of the ten thousand people that want to go here can actually come here. You know, um, the other thing that they talk about this being good for is uh, there. There is such a demand for software engineers right now um, that well, you can as a as a programmer you can get a job, an entry level job, hitting the hundred grand mark, depending on awesome. yeah, depending on what industry you get into. And uh, so bringing in more more uh, software engineers clearly is something that needs to happen. Um, the other thing they talk about, too, is that right now, um, the reason that there's so few software engineers is because it's mostly uh, white and Asian males. Um, and all the other minorities and women are severely underrepresented in the uh, in the industry. And. Um, and having a high school that's that's dedicated to software engineering might be a better way to get more of those people involved to get a little bit more diverse peoples out there in the workforce. Yeah, I think the article said something about how uh, how that's why they're not worrying about grades is because a lot of the people that would be good as a software engineer probably don't know English well enough to get good grades <laughs> in a normal school, so <laughs> they wouldn't make it in even though they're probably awesome programmers. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing too is um, it's not a vocational school. You know, where most of the time when you when you hear about schools like this uh, for other industries, it's it's a vocational school where it's like, well, screw all this, you know, high level math and grammar and all the other college prep bullcrap. We don't want to give you any of that. We want to just focus you on the skill we're trying to teach you so we can get you out in the workforce. Um, basically with this, they're saying, no, 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 no. This is going to be an actual high school. You know I mean? You're going to come in, you're going to get, you're going to get your math. You're going to get your, you know, all the basics that you're required to have uh, from a college or preparatory school. But on top of that, all your electives are going to focus on programming and that sort of thing. I see. That's really cool. I mean, it's just like taking, like, you know, say you were going to do that at your normal high school anyway, but these are actually teachers and a school that's prepared for it and can give you a proper education in it. Right. Yeah, that's um, pretty baller. I'm really jealous they didn't have something like that when I was a kid. Yeah, no kidding. So uh, they haven't actually put the school together yet. 
Um, and apparently they're still looking for qualified computer science teachers. So if you're qualified, uh, you might want to look these guys up and try and get a job with them. Still probably make shit, but yeah, but that's what teaching's for. <laughs> yep. But you're going to shape the future, man. <laughs> okay. And speaking of Asian males. <laughs> no, not that link. They'll put that in. Here. <laughs> uh, oh, Japan, you so crazy. <laughs> so recently, a store called Gallery in Japan uh, decided that... Uh, um, the best way to 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 get people into their store was to use colorful language. So, and by colorful language, I mean swearing. <laughs> so this uh, there's um, signs up all over the place uh, for this for this store. Now, mind you, this is a, a women's clothing and handbag store, so it's not like. Um, it, it's not like someplace that you would expect to see the the a sign out front that said "fucking sale," all twenty percent <laughs> off. But uh, it, you know, hey, if you want some women's fashion, uh, you, this sign might draw your eye. A uh, big red sign that says "fucking sale," and it's "fucking," not "fucking." There's uh, there's no G at the end. It's "fucking." <laughs> it's a fucking sale, all right. That is a fucking sale. I see. I thought it was an accident. Like they just didn't know what they were saying. But that's interesting that they actually meant to. Put yeah, that it's in on there. purpose. <laughs> well, it got them lots of publicity. I mean, sure did. we're talking we, about it. Yeah, <laughs> everybody <laughs> that listens to what's their rumpus is going to immediately go out to gallery and buy lots of handbags and scarves. Well, hey, you know, I was looking at uh, some of the uh, web analytics for for the podcast. Apparently, uh-huh. 75% of the people that download this podcast are from China. Really? Yeah. The, I don't. I don't. I don't know how they found us, but they did. <laughs> they probably have a segment on their podcast called Weird American News. <laughs> they put sections from this podcast on there. <laughs> We're the ambassadors of the U.S. in China. God help us. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, America. <laughs> Actually, if you look at one of those uh, fucking sale signs, it looks like it says "I'm fucking sale" in the in the top picture on I, the. I see that. Huh. I, I, I don't get that. I don't get that either. Somebody, somebody with a stepladder and a marker getting ambitious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna graffiti this sign that already says "fucking." <laughs> <laughs> How can I make this more vulgar? I'll add "I'm," <laughs> but that's not vulgar. Yeah, but when it, where I put it was. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I got distracted. No, that's cool. Okay, so um, if you have any stories that you want to submit that you want us to talk about or you want to vote on what we talk about, you can go to whatstherumpus.reddit.com and uh, vote for stories. Um, I don't think I've talked about that in a while on the on the podcast, but uh, that's how you do it. <laughs> Question, and this is probably I, I I just want to know this for my own. You don't do you use Android? Or are you on iPhone? I am on iPhone. Oh, okay. Well, do you know of any good apps for like reading Reddit or submitting links to Reddit? Because I do most of my news browsing on my phone anymore. Uh, I do not, but Jess has an Android phone, and I could probably uh, play around with her phone and figure it out. 
All right. I mean, I haven't even searched for one, but I'll yeah. look and I'll report on it next week if I find one. There's a there's a Reddit app for the iPhone, so I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Reddit app for uh, Android. I should look. Yeah, I just I use there's a uh, a JavaScript link that you can grab from Reddit that you can just bookmark, and then when you find something you want to talk about, you just click submit to Reddit, and it pops up the handy dandy window. Oh, okay. To do it. Oh, there's Bacon Reader. Interesting. I think I might try this. Yeah. Anyway, I think my dinner is done. Okay. Uh, that also means that it's that's the rumpus. That is a rumpus. America.